everyone! We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to share with you an exciting event coming up next week. On July 11th at 3 p.m., we will be hosting a live recording of this podcast on Odell's Facebook page. Just go onto our Facebook page and click on the event, BTS Live, to join our event. During the show, there will be two segments where we ask for audience participation, Reader's Advisory and Ask a Librarian. So get your questions ready now. There will also be a corresponding bingo sheet if you'd like to play along. These sheets will be available on Odell's Facebook page and Instagram story. Return your completed sheet to Odell to be entered to win Between the Stacks prize. And no worries if you are not able to attend when we are live. We will post the edited version of the episode to the podcast feed, just like normal, airing on July 19th. The video recording will also stay available on Odell's Facebook page. We hope to see you there. And now, back to the episode. Hello, and welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast created and produced by the Odell Public Library. I'm Emily Lenore. Hi, I'm Krista Mapes. Hi, everyone. I'm Gillian Larson. On this episode of Between the Stacks, banned books, plus our segments Reader's Advisory and Ask a Librarian. But first, some announcements. We'd love to hear about what you're reading. Fill out the Google form to submit a book review, which is linked in the description of this episode. We'll post reviews on our bulletin board at Odell and even may even feature a review or two and a future Between the Stacks episode, with your permission, of course. Odell Public Library has Nyabi Zoo and Putnam Museum passes available for checkout. Please note that you may need to call and reserve a time to visit per the organization's pandemic guidelines. We will be closed July 5th in observance of Independence Day. Effective tomorrow, July 6th, we will be expanding our hours even more. Fines will also be reinstated, meaning materials will begin to follow the 10 cent per day late fee. We will be open Mondays and Wednesdays from 10 to 6. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 2 to 8, Fridays from 2 to 5, and Saturdays from 10 to 3. If you have any questions, call or email us. There is a small book sale inside the library currently located by the computer section. All books are free or by donation. So this episode we were talking about banned books, and this is something that I'm a little bit passionate about. I don't know about you guys. But first off, I want to start with the conversation uh, by defining like what a banned book is and what a challenged book is. They're kind of the same, but I'll just start off with some basic definitions. So a challenge is an attempt to remove or restrict materials based upon the objections of a person or group. A banning is the removal of those materials. So challenges do not simply involve a person expressing a point of view, rather they are an attempt to remove material from the curriculum or library, thereby restricting the access of others. Why are books banned? Reasons for challenging a book may vary from person to person, but most often it stems back to sexually explicit material or strong language in the story and offensive or religious viewpoints conveyed in the material. I want to stress that dislike for an author can also be a banned book criteria in some cases. And this creates an environment in which certain topics are off limits and prevents kids and other people from opening their minds to other cultures or viewpoints they might not be familiar with. So here's just a quick statistic. 52% of the books challenged or banned in the last 10 years feature so-called diverse content. That is, they explore issues such as race, religion, gender identity, 
sexual orientation, mental illness, and disability. And in 2018, 10,000 books were silently challenged and others were removed from library shelves and bookstores altogether, tucked away where the stories and information within its pages cannot be shared. I want a disclaimer. It is not Banned Books Week. We just wanted to talk about banned books. So if you're interested in learning more about banned books, uh, Banned Book Week is in September usually like the first or second week in September, I do believe, where some organizations and some libraries and some schools will, will do displays of banned books and have a little bit more information about them. Banned Book Week was launched in 1982 as a response to a sudden surge in the number of challenges to books in schools, bookstores, and libraries. Banned Book Week's... Uh, Banned Books Week brings together the entire book community, librarians, booksellers, publishers, journalists, teachers, and readers of all types, in shared support of the freedom to seek and to express ideas, even those some consider unorthodox or unpopular. So here is just a list of the top 10 most challenged books in 2020 from ALA. What is what is ALA? The American <laughs> Library Association. Good old ALA. Okay. We Kristen. love the ALA. A-L-A. I think I said that right. Alala. Yeah. Okay. First up, we have George by Alex Gino. So this book was challenged, banned, and restricted for LGBTQIA plus content and conflicting with a religious viewpoint. The next book on the list is Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You by Ibram X. Kendi and Jason Reynolds. This book was banned and challenged because of the author's public statements and because of claims that the book contains selective storytelling incidents and does not encompass racism against all people. And the third most challenged book in 2020 is All American Boys by Jason Reynolds and Brendlin Cayley. It was banned and challenged for profanity, drug use, and alcoholism. It was thought to promote anti-police views, contain divisive topics, and to be, quote, too much of a sensitive matter right now. The next book up is Speak by Lori Hulse Anderson. This book was banned, challenged, and restricted because it was thought to contain a political viewpoint. It was claimed to be biased against male students, and it included rape and profanity. Just so we know. Oh, you, you've read this book? I've read this book. I like this book. Do you think it deserves to be banned? Of course not. Okay. Interesting. The next book is The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexie. This book was banned and challenged for profanity, sexual references, and allegations of sexual misconduct on part of the author. Something Happened in Our Town, A Child's Story About Racial Injustice by Marianne Kelsolano, Marietta Collins, and Anne Hazard, illustrated by Jennifer Zovin. It was challenged for divisive language and because it was thought to promote anti-police views and we have this book on our shelves. If you listen to our last episode, we talked about the let's talk about it section. This is one of the books we mentioned. And in my personal opinion, I don't think it deserves to be challenged or banned because it's a kid's book it's that kid's that book. deals with, you know, a child experiencing like, hey, in our town, something really bad happened because of racial injustice. Maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But people still have a problem with it. Yeah. Unfortunately. The next book up a lot of you might know it is to kill a mockingbird by harper lee this book was banned and challenged for racial slurs and their negative effect on students featuring a white savior character and its perception of the black experience 
which I wonder about the negative effect on students, because I remember when we read To Kill a Mockingbird in class, the, the language and the, the, the racial injustice made us deeply uncomfortable, but it wasn't an uncomfortable feeling that never needed to happen. Pe- people yeah, need it, to know about these things. It's not yeah, just something that you can... it opens up your eyes. Right. So, yeah. Right. We didn't like reading those harsh words, but they existed in that time period and we needed to know how terrible it was, honestly. Yeah. The next book on the list is Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. This book was banned and challenged for racial slurs and racist stereotypes and their negative effect on students. I read this in school as well. I absolutely love this book. It was so sad, yeah. but I love this book. I I don't dislike this book. I mean, you know me and sad. If, if it makes me cry, I never want to read it again. Yeah. It was it was yeah. deeply upsetting, but it also, it wasn't a book that I, I look back on now and I'm like, oh, I wish I never would have read that because I was offended by something. You know, yeah, it's, no. again, a conversation that needs to happen. Exactly. So, don't ban books. Next is The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. It was banned and challenged because it was considered sexually explicit and depicts child sexual abuse, which... I understand if you if you are banning these books, not really understanding, but I, I can sort of understand the idea of wanting to keep these books out of reach of five-year-olds, out of the reach of 10-year-olds. But if you're in high school age and above, or even middle school and above, and these things can happen to you, you know, then maybe we should allow our kids to read this stuff. Yeah, and not like these books in particular, but books about these subjects. Right. Uh the very last book that we have up is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. This book was challenged for profanity and because it was thought to promote an anti-police message. So next I want to talk about the effects of banned books on education. Uh, I have a minor in English and hopefully one day we'll be able to teach that subject to high school age students. So this can get a little sticky, I think, but I think it's also important to talk about. And these, I just want to put a short disclaimer out here. We get uh, a lot of this information from different websites, including the ALA. So none of this is any of our personal opinions, but... Please do not come at us. Okay. So I want everyone to know you have the right to censor what your child reads or what you choose to read, but... A public school and a public library is responsible for providing various kinds of material for everyone. Underline, bold, highlighted, italicized, everyone. You know, we're not just in the business of meeting certain people's needs. We're right. here for everyone. Right. Right. So we, we cannot continue to ban and challenge books because only a few people, and by a few, I mean as many as much as two to a thousand people. I mean, we can't continue to do this because a few people are uncomfortable with subject matter. We need to have this content Mm -hmm. at the library, Mm -hmm. at schools. Mm -hmm. And parents who don't want their child to read a certain book because it does not fall in line with their values should instead engage with their children and be responsible for the prevention of that material in their own domains instead of relying on public institutions like schools, libraries, and bookstores to censor their materials. If a parent doesn't want their child to read certain things, parents could help the child pick out a book that they feel is appropriate rather than attempting to remove the book altogether. It's kind of like a, if I can't have it, nobody can have it kind of mentality, I feel, that's kind of toxic in a way. Sort of, With this whole, like, censorship, you know, culture. Books on difficult topics can help to begin a conversation and open a door to understanding. 
And like we mentioned last week, we do have the Let's Talk About It section, mm -hmm. which is made just for this purpose. When we remove or silence those materials, we eliminate important learning opportunities. And we have a tremendous education task to execute as advocates for the freedom to read, and Banned Books Week is just one awareness tool to assist in that effort. The American Library Association promotes the freedom to choose or the freedom to express one's opinions, even if that opinion might be considered unorthodox or unpopular, and stresses the importance of ensuring the availability of those viewpoints to all who wish to read them. A banned book is not illegal to read, but may be difficult to find. Keep reading and keep searching. And we'll have a whole bunch of resources in the description of this episode to help you on your quest. Yes, a lot of very valuable resources. Yeah. I, I, I would also like to say, like, a lot of banned books are most likely classics that you, like, read in mm -hmm. school. <laughs> things, so. like, things like Shakespeare and things like... Shakespeare, you know, I hate Mo to, Moby Dick was banned yeah. at one point. We listed off To Kill a Mockingbird and Of yeah. Mice and Men. I read both of those in high I school. Think, I think The Crucible was banned in schools. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. There I mean, in high school, every teacher I had, every English teacher was like, now this book was banned for a while, but now we can read it because, yeah. I mean, times oh. change and people grow. Yeah, sorry. I just thought of a book. What? Perks of Being a Wallflower? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, that book was banned before. Why? Why was Perks of Being a Wallflower well, banned? Because, because it's, uh, it's a fun uh, it deals with sexual, sexual abuse. abuse. Yeah. And mental health. And, and, and mental, mental health. But here's, yeah. but here's the thing. If we, if we oh, aren't... Drug, drug use. Drug yeah. use. If we aren't letting our kids read these things, how are they ever going to deal with it if it ever happens to them? If they have a friend who's affected mm -hmm. by something? If they experience something themselves? We keep saying kids because it mainly happens in public schools. But, but even if you walk into a library or, or a bookstore, people have issues with these books because they contain things that they themselves are not comfortable with. But you can't erase racism. You can't erase drug abuse. And sure, like these stories don't highlight these things. It's part of the character's central experience. Right. It's part yeah. of a character's central experience. It's part of what happens in the plot. And it's, it's never, I don't want to say it's ever glamorized either. No. Like... Nine out of ten times in a book, mm -hmm. it usually just glosses over the fact that someone's using weed or mm -hmm. someone's drinking alcohol that's underage or something right. like that. But that is stuff that happens in real life mm -hmm. that an author is just bringing up. Right. And how other young adults are handling the situation. Mm -hmm. I would argue that exposure to these kinds of things kind of teach our kids and teach us to maybe not partake yeah. in those things because we see you know we we bond with the main characters so much that when they go through a traumatic event like abuse or drugs or alcohol or racism or anything like that we feel bad for them we're not going to go out and and be bad people because we read something bad in a book no it's most likely that the exact opposite will happen I would argue that my my personal exposure to books like this or or you know bringing it back to what we talked about in previous in the previous episode like Pride Month and everything like that reading about characters of color reading about characters on the LGBTQ+ spectrum you know reading reading about people who are different than me and who have had different life experiences I would argue has only ever helped me in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not changed me for the worse or poisoned me or poisoned my mind. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. 
the reader's advisory here are some banned books that we are recommending that you read we've already gone through a lot of them emily what are some banned books that you feel like people should actually take advantage of and read well i'm on a list right there's there's entirely too many of them just like i think top three okay yes i will so i think i mentioned this before on the podcast but captain underpants i I love those books because they're just about like the creativity of these two kids harold and george Mm -hmm. they create a whole comic book series and i guess they've been challenged i it's probably because the main character's in his underwear yeah i think so let's but i guess another one of dave pilkey's books the the writer has been challenged for promoting bad spelling so i guess that's another reason too but that's another reason to ban a book because they don't spell things properly the main even though it's in a children's book yes anyway so i i love that series another one 13 reasons why this book has been challenged because it was unsuited for the age group among other reasons i read it in fifth grade so i guess maybe it was unsuited to my age group but i always read ahead of my level or whatever that book just like it's a lot of subject matter to handle for anybody mm-hmm. here it's in our young adult section for a reason because it's more of like a teenage age book mm-hmm. but i think the like the main theme that i took away from the book is that you can have an effect on someone's life and you have no idea and i think that a lot of what i do now is i try to be nice to people no matter what and i think it's man abuses that book because you you have no idea what anybody else is going through or you have no idea the effect you can have on a person so i really should read it again because i haven't read it since fifth grade (laughs) (laughs) but it's just really really powerful and it does touch on heavy subject material suicide is the like the main point of the book and mental health and sexual assault and there might be substance use i forget but it is a lot of heavy content but i think it's really worth it to read it so gillian what are some books you would recommend i i have a lot like like okay so so books like bridge to terabithia and the catcher in the rye and the giver and the house on mango street and like all of these classics i would argue like like harry potter has been banned i was gonna bring that up never mind no it's fine this is is the harry potter podcast now um (laughs) here we are here we go you know things like the handmaid's tale and there's 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 it's such a good book and it you know, I've, I've talked about this before. I was upset for weeks after reading it, yeah. but do I regret reading it? Do I regret being exposed to the content? Do I regret a window in my brain being open because I've read something like this? Absolutely not. There's a kid book uh, called And Tango Makes Three, which is about a pair of penguins, like real life penguins in a zoo who were male. They mated for life and they wanted a baby. And so a, a zookeeper gave them an egg and they hatched an egg and it was like, you know, same sex yeah. penguin couple raising a baby. And people are mad at that because it's... <laughs> LGBTQ, right? IA plus. Just so you guys know too, that egg would have died, died if it was not for these penguins. So, and it's also a pair of penguins. It's a pair of penguins. Things like the Hunger Games and the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, and like things, things that when you like Ella Enchanted also on the ban list. I think Ella Enchanted was in the ban list. I know I'm giving like a laundry list of things, but. There are just so many books. I'm not sure if Night by Ellie Wiesel has been banned, but I do... It has at least been challenged. It's been challenged. I know that. Or 
I Am Malala. I've talked about this in the podcast before. It's an autobiography by Malala Yousafzai. Th- things like that who are that are real firsthand accounts of people experiencing and overcoming trauma due to whatever situation that they found themselves in at the time. I actually like take offense to that. Sure, it's not my story. Sure, it's not my words that are being banned. But if it's like a true firsthand account of someone who is just telling their story from their place in history and where they were at the time and what they experienced and people people have problems with that i'm getting heated i need a fan (laughs) it just it really makes me upset that some people find problems with that you know just because someone's a different color just because someone's a different religion that's what we're trying to get at mostly you have the right to read whatever material that you want Mm -hmm. just don't take that right away from other people because i like the color purple there's so many good books out there. Krista, what are some books that you would recommend to patrons other than like that have been banned? Perks of Being a Wallflower, Harry Potter. What was Harry Potter? Because witchcraft? Because witchcraft. Supernatural and occult themes. Which oh, is dear. crazy, in okay. my personal opinion. But that's okay. Hey, it's Gillian from Between the Stacks, and I'm here to tell you about a cool feature you might want to take advantage of. Our listeners can send us voice messages on our podcast website. If you have a question for Tech Talk or ask a librarian, have information about something we should cover on the show, or want to send us feedback, send us a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash between the stacks, and you may hear yourself in a future episode. So our final segment this week is Ask a Librarian. And we got a question. Oh, my gosh. So our question from a patron was, what are some unique items and forms of media that are not available from Odell but are available through Interlibrary Loan? Man, shout out to the person who asked this question. I'm a fan of this human being. Thank you. In case we lied to you, in case anybody was confused, no one has ever really submitted an Ask a Librarian question, so we've been making them up. But that's okay, because (laughs) now this week we have a... We we have had a couple others, but like the majority of the ones... Yeah, this is the first one in a while. Yeah. At least. So, if you have any questions for us, please submit them. We are excited. Ask.odell.librarian.gmail.com. Please. To answer that patron's question of some unique items and forms of media that you can get through interlibrary loan. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, music vinyl, which I'm assuming are vinyl records. Yeah. I, I just did a search on Prairie Cat. Like records and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if they will interlibrary loan these out, if I'm being completely honest, mm-hmm. but okay. uh, a library has those out there. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool just in itself. There. Uh, you can borrow video games like Switch games, Xbox games, PlayStation Wii, and more. I think one time a patron borrowed an entire PlayStation. Wait, what? I'm not really? kidding. No, I'm not kidding. One patron like borrowed a PlayStation and it came in a box. Like the PlayStation box that you buy. Really? I'm not kidding. It happened. This must have been before my time. I, got this. It I happened. don't remember this. It happened. So if you're interested in borrowing an entire gaming system. I don't know how you do it. Maybe you should do a search. I don't know if that library is loaning that item out anymore, but it'd be worth a shot. That would be amazing. 
but a lot of new games too. So like mm -hmm. just do a search for video games that you're wanting to play. So also kits, this includes a lot of different things, but like kits for book clubs, language kits. kits. I just put a lot of stuff in there. Okay. <laughs> and please note that some libraries may not let some of their kits out of their library. So they might not be available for interlibrary loan you can browse through a lot of them if you just type kits in to the search bar at search.paracat.info. And with that search, you will find a lot of the American Girl books featuring the <laughs> kit. character Kit. <laughs> but underneath that, you will find a lot of different kits for a lot of different activities. There's also music CDs. Yeah, um, and music score sheets, like, yeah. like sheet music. So if you're into music... We got everything. Uh, like that, I found that pretty cool. If I'm being honest, I think it's rad. If you like, play like an instrument, or yeah. if you need, if you need a cool CD for your boombox on the weekend, you having a party. Yeah, we got you covered. We can't give you a boombox, no. obviously, or but cassette you have one. tapes or cassette tapes for your boombox. Yeah, you still got one of those. Yeah, it was okay. just July Fourth. No, it wasn't. Oh wait, yeah, it yes, was. it is. Sorry, for this episode, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, continue. It was just July 4th if you need some hopping music, you know? For your yeah. backyard barbecue. For your backyard barbecue. Party. Social yeah. distance backyard barbecue. And I know that we, like, used to have these, but we don't anymore. So, yeah. You could still get cassettes. cassettes. And VHS tapes. Oh, man. We still have a lot of Disney VHSs at Odell, but you can definitely order other VHSs yeah, if you from other libraries. And if audiobooks are more your thing, you can get preloaded books or playaway books. We have three of these, but other libraries have a lot more in their collection. These are audiobooks that are basically just in the form of MP3 players. So all you do is plug into headphones and you're all set to listen. I would like to add that the three playaway books we have are Harry Potter books. Yeah. And those are some banned books. So you. Hey! It's right in circle, baby! <laughs> If you have a question for Ask a Librarian, send us an email with the subject line between the stacks at ask.odell.library at gmail.com. Please. That's it oh for this episode. <laughs> Tune in on July 19th for the next episode. And until then, happy reading! Between the Stacks, hosted and written by Gillian Larson, Krista Mapes, and Emma Lenore. A special thanks to the entire Odell Library staff, library board, and friends of Odell. Thanks to all of our wonderful patrons who support the library. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast.